Welcome to Is It Wet, everybody? Welcome back. We're back, baby. Hey, yeah. Peep, yeah. Woohoo. Um, yeah. Welcome to Is It Wet? We're scared. We're alone. And we're pale imitations of what we once were. I'm Sophie. I'm Caitlin. And today I'm very excited and disgusted and um, titillated a little bit. By because we are doing the 1982 science fiction horror film, The Thing, directed by John Carpenter and uh, starring um, the Dilf himself, Kurt Russell. Oh, the yeah, original Dilf. you know he's there. You know he's <laughs> wearing the biggest hat you've ever seen. <laughs> okay. All right. So no, I'm actually <laughs> forming a second podcast to talk about his hat in this yeah. movie because it needs it. Because there's no way I took so many screenshots of it, <laughs> even though there's only one scene he wears it out in the snow. And what people yeah. need to understand is that and maybe it's I've never seen this movie before. Maybe it's a famous hat in in cinema. Maybe like film studies 101. They're like, all right, we're going to tell you about um we're going to tell you about uh, shot, reverse shot, mise-en-scene, <laughs> and Kurt Russell's big-ass Pharrell hat that he wears in the snow in Antarctica for no reason. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to you in the chat so we both have, like, I know you know what it looks like, but... Oh, yeah, but I was going to have to look it up, so I'm glad oh, you yeah, it no, for let me. me send it. Let's it's, take a moment to reflect. It's so good. I think it's just, like... Honestly, if I'm being honest about what it is, I think it's because, <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to say this exactly. I, I was going to say there's not a ton of character development mm -hmm. in the movie. Um, no, I think that's fair. I, I don't remember a single character's name besides <laughs> yeah. Kurt Russell's. Yeah, you, there's, you don't know a whole lot of uh particular guys being about dudes i don't know what they're doing in antarctica i could not yeah, tell they, you yeah they don't even give you background on like the project that they're there mm -mm. for or what each of their jobs are and stuff you sort of have to infer a lot and that this is good these are things that work in the movie's favor because that's yeah. not what the movie's about it's not a character exploration no it's not a wes anderson movie but um <laughs> but i would love to see wes anderson's the thing um, oh, I think yeah. it would work. No, I've I have a lot of questions about about if it was uh, remade, but we we'll we will get to that. Um, yeah, but but oh yeah, is it wet? The podcast is a podcast <laughs> where we uh, discuss movies in a comical fashion, um, and we are particularly interested in interrogating their uh, very subjective criteria of how wet they are uh how goopy drippy um how how shellacked they seem that's one i haven't used but i think if a movie's shellacked that's oh, one if yeah. it's absolutely yeah if it's uh fomenting that's that's pretty wet to me Ooh, um yes um yeah but so sorry the last thing i just want to say about kurt russell's hat is i think it's like <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is why I started. I think it's like supposed to be to tell you stuff about him. Like yes. they relied on visual stuff at, to to do that because all they all look kind of they all blend together and mm -hmm. there's not particular things that differentiate them. And so they're like, oh, this is what this is the hat he would wear, and yes. extrapolate from that. <laughs> yes, um, I think he's definitely like a sort of lone 
ranger, like cowboy type. And so they're like, how can we visually get that across? <laughs> yeah. so, Let's yeah. give him just... Did, were you able to find anything on the background of this hat? Because it truly is baffling. And it's like, did someone on set find it? And they were like, we gotta fit this into the movie somehow like i wonder it was it written into the script like yeah yeah i'm looking it up there's like many websites what's okay there's a reddit thread that's like what's up with kurt russell's hat in john carpenter's the thing yeah it's to show others that he's still human nothing else even a shape-shifting alien would be caught wearing a hat that garish okay okay that's a good reason that's a good reason yeah Yeah. i like that but okay um yeah so before we you know the movie's not about the hat that's the only thing we've talked about so is though Um, there's many websites where you can buy a version of kurt russell's hat oh nice um, but for like none are less than 500 dollars. Oh, just so okay. people are aware there's one i'm looking at right now that's like 1500 um uh, these are not the original hat it's is it so expensive because it's something that you would wear in that type of environment no i i don't know again i'm not a, an arctic explorer i've never you're not to be you're not um whatever jobs these gentlemen were doing yeah unspecified jobs yeah i've never claimed to be an Ernest shackleton type um mm-hmm. that's not been my thing I I've never yeah I've never led just the boys through <laughs> through a through an ice field in a in a freezing ship like that's not been my yeah you know you thing. haven't like locked Wilford Brimley in a freezing hut outside no yeah I mean I've done that but that was like oh, not okay. related to my Arctic <laughs> exploration that's just like, that's related I, to all those commercials he did. yeah 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 um. Yeah, so again, he's wearing a big cowboy hat in Antarctica, which just like the vibes, we love it. It's not about the hat, but it really is. Also, why do they have so many flamethrowers? Really yeah, I, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But um, who go? Who goes first in the wet moment of the week? I tr- I truly can't remember. We, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the end. I I can go first. Okay. Yeah, Sophie. So in in. The last, uh, since we last recorded, what kind of wet things happened to you? So something interesting. So we last recorded two weeks ago, and I actually haven't been consuming any content except for listening to an audiobook of Anna Karenina. That's been my only only source of media consumption right now. Wow. I want to watch you spin this straw into gold right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, Anna Karenina is very dry, but it. I do like that there is. Um, there's a lot of archetypes that are very feel very modern. There's like oh, obviously okay, yeah. the milf. Anna Karenina is a milf for okay. sure. Um, I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but I'm only. I'm like. <laughs> One third of the way in. Um, no, there's- I, it, it's never more complicated. In Dune, there's just a bunch of Dilfs. We get it. There's <laughs> so many pages to be like, Dilf City. <laughs> and Leo Tolstoy was like, I need 800 pages so people understand yeah. the tragedy that this MILF went through. Um, 
there's a fuck boy, obviously. But, like, he's a well-meaning fuck boy. He, like, Count Vronsky, he doesn't know that he's, like, that that what he's doing is, is wrong. He doesn't know that he, like, is literally traumatizing all the women around him, um, which, which many, many men, I think, can relate to. Yeah. Um, there's an incel, which is great, who uh, represents Tolstoy's. He's not <laughs> – he's – He's like on the verge of becoming an incel, but okay. he, but for but with like a farming, an agrarian beat <laughs> to it, and um, yeah, there's like women who they're like, "You're 33. I'm sorry, you're dead. You're like no longer <laughs> a woman because yeah. you're you're so old and you've had so like." Yeah, so again, I think the cutoff for MILFs is like 25 years old in um, 19th century Russia. Oh, yeah. Under the reign of, I think, Alexander II? I don't know. Um, Anyway, uh, that's not the wet moment of my week. Uh, I did – so because I didn't consume anything, I have to go with an experience. Yeah. Uh, I went to the dentist yesterday and – Oh, wow. Which was – uh very wet and always yeah always wet like and they were primarily using like water to clean my teeth which i, I think is like a standard like a way to f- you know floss them yeah um, but i was just like jet. dribbling all, all over everyone and then they told me i have like a benign what i thought was a canker sore but i've had it for months and they were like yeah you need to get that surgically removed and, and i was like <gasps> oh i didn't even know about it they're like just go do it. It's fine. I was like, is it hurting me? They're like, no, it's fine. And I'm like, well, okay. I think they were just like, it's not bothering me. Yeah. So I think if it's free, I'll get it removed if it's free and no risk. But yeah, I also co- think that covered. like maybe the dentist, it doesn't look that gross, but maybe the dentist is like, if I'm going to work in your mouth, there it better be smooth. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I Yeah, I can't work in these conditions. You uggo, go get that removed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they said, they told me, this has never happened to me before. They said, it actually seems like I floss. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's never happened. That's never happened. I have been flossing. News. But it, it seems you never meet their standards for flossing. That's there's, very there's true, a, they, yeah. they moved the goalposts on that one. But anyway, yeah. um, how are you doing? How are you doing? Oh yeah. Um I am doing well. I I have been consuming a lot of media. Um my wet moment of the week is one. Um I'm really excited to talk about this. I uh, so I think when I try to think about why I started doing this. So I think it started with I I've been trying to get through season one of The Witcher yeah, um, for yeah. a while now, <laughs> and I did it. I was successful. Um, <laughs> so something about it, I kept going back to. I did yes. keep going back <laughs> to. Um, did I like it? That's that's a tough... <laughs> was it Henry Cavill grunting? Because that is how I got through it. Because again, I, I've been talking about The Witcher forever i think about it every day and i did not like watching it particularly but it's i'm so excited for season two and i i I think i just like i think henry cavill does a big good job at being like 
a sad himbo. I think yes. it really works. Mm-hmm. He's I kept thinking like this. I don't know if it's all witchers, um, but this witcher is such a himbo. He is mm-hmm. the ultimate himbo, and so yeah, I like that. Um, I like uh, he's great to look at in this series. Um, I like Henry Cavill's earnestness. Like he's mm-hmm. really he's like really into it. Um, yes. The story. And to the point it, of dehydration, which... <laughs> yeah. Don't stop it, Henry he, Cavill. He like, dehydrates himself uh, to appear more ripped. Yeah. And I, I really wish uh, actors didn't have to do that. No. Yeah. As, come on. They don't. Obviously. I don't <laughs> they, want people to, to torture themselves. No, they don't. It's And, it, and it's like, you know, it's a witcher. What's a witcher? We don't. We don't know. Their bodies don't need to operate in the same ways that. Well, you do kind of learn what a witcher. You learn what a witcher is. Yeah, you do. He is pretty swollen a video game, but like again, I think you know we would forgive. I think we know Henry Cavill's swole. Like he he doesn't need to. We don't need to be like ooh. He's also not. Oh, that guy has no water retention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like I I would say I was about to be like, plus it you could always in post they could always add make it make it look. Yeah. Bulk of, but I hesitate to say that because Henry Cavill's been burned by stuff like that before with, <laughs> yeah. with his mustache. So I don't want to put him in that situation again. But yeah, he's um what's his name? Groot or Gremlin? What's the Geral- name? In- Geralt. <laughs> Geralt. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. cool. I like him a lot. Um, he's one of my best friends. Yeah, he's <laughs> such a good best friend. And yeah. okay, so he does not like me, but it's fine. <laughs> the ult- it's hard to tell. With it's him. hard to tell. You don't know. He just grunts. Yeah. yeah. No matter what. Um. What did you think of the song? Oh, Sorry. I loved it. Yeah, that's been – I think maybe that's why I keep going back to it. Yes. They, that's been stuck in my head forever, and I love it so much. But it's – because it doesn't seem like it should be in that show. It's no. like – It doesn't yeah. seem like anyone should have written that. The lyrics are so bananas. They – He – this guy is like – so Yeskier, who's the bard character, mm-hmm. he writes this song as like a hype song for Geralt services. It's a jingle. It's a it's a commercial jingle. Yeah, he just starts following him around and being like, "This, I'm your, I'm your dump, I'm your bard, and this yeah. is your song." And and yeah. so the line from that is, "He thrust every elf far back on the shelf," and I'm yeah. like. An elf in the sh- on the shelf reference. Why would you reference elf on the shelf? Yeah, it's it's disgusting, honestly. It's disgu- <laughs> and I'm so obsessed with it, and it's one of my favorite songs. And yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't in my in my Spotify Wraps, but I'm surprised too. But yeah, overall, it's a bonkers show, and so I think I didn't I didn't love it. So I think to combat what was happening in The Witcher, I think I was like, I need a palate cleanser, but I want to see a not real medieval world, uh, mm. not like done right, but 
just like a more fun, benign one mm-hmm. um, than than The Witcher. And so I reread for the first time in a very long time my favorite book series from when I was a kid. And I've returned to it a lot over the years. Um, and it's so good. And it's called... The first book is called Dealing with Dragons. It's called mm-hmm. The Enchanted Forest Chronicles. That's the series. Uh, the author is Patricia C. Reed, um, mm-hmm. W-R-E-D-E. And it's just like, it's this fun world of of uh, this princess is sick of being a princess. She hates courtly life and all of the things that they're, they're like trying to pressure her to get married and all of these things. She's too... Uh, She's too interested in manly things. She's too Mm. big. She's too everything. And she hates it. And so she runs away. And uh, a a talking frog recommends that she go find the dragons. Mm. And she because dragons in this world um, and in other fantasy worlds uh, have uh, sometimes will have a princess Mm -hmm. that a prince must rescue. So Mm. uh, she goes and volunteers to be a dragon's princess. And this dragon, Kazul, is like, yeah, I'm I'm looking for a princess, sure. And uh, and so the princess, Cimmerine, goes and like moves in with her and they are like best friends from the start. They have this like connection, this energy that they can't explain. And it's these two like badass women just like hanging out and uh, solving this sort of mysterious thing that starts happening um, in the area around them. There's Mm -hmm. beef between the dragons and the wizards. So yeah, yeah, they start to um, do that. And it's just like the first book is really just the relationship between Kazul and Cimmerine. And they just like, the way they find out about each other and accept each other is so cool. Um, I burst out crying. There's a part in um, the beginning where <clears throat> it just kind of casually says that baby dragons, until they're adults, don't have like a a gender assigned to uh-huh. them um, because they haven't chosen it yet. And eventually they choose it. And oh, I, I just like... That's amazing. Yeah, that's, I, I was going to ask, like, did this author... Child, you have your childhood book end up being a turf, and it sounds like no. I honestly don't know much about her. Yeah. I would have to, um, yeah, this, yeah, I would have to, but it's the it's, dragons I, definitely aren't turfs. That's good. No, the dragons are not turfs. Um, a- another fun thing is, um, the, the dragons have a king, and mm. that job it, it king is a job title so mm-hmm. either a male or female dragon can it's still it's still a binary <laughs> um at least in this first book i mm-hmm. i'm still rereading the series but um uh, a male or female dragon can be king that's just the job title which i thought nice. was a cool thing um because simmerine's like oh do you mean you would be queen and Kazal is like, oh no, the queen. That's nobody wants that job. That's the most boring job ever. That's you don't you don't want that. That's um, right. yeah. That's the same in the the magicians talk about. Oh, okay. Show that you're gonna ups and downs. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's the women can be uh, high kings. Okay, of yeah. Fillory. Yeah, yeah. So the reason why I bring it up is because I'm reading the second one now, which is called Searching for Dragons, and like you can see the cover art is like. This was from when they came out. I have uh-huh. um, the paperbacks that when they came out, but like just really cool visuals of this. Like, yeah, she doesn't look like a typical 
princess. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in this one, she meets King Mendenbar, who is the king of the Enchanted Forest. Mm -hmm. And the Enchanted Forest, you get to know it more um, in the second and third and fourth book. And it's this land that's like right next to where the dragons live. And in this forest, there um, it chooses its king. So mm-hmm. it for a long time has been in a certain bloodline, um, mm-hmm. King Mendenbar's family. But it doesn't necessarily just choose like the next son. It could choose sometimes it picks like a cousin or something um, to be the next king. And so he is king. His father passed away. Um, he's 20 in this book. And he so and he's got a lot on his shoulders and he's a lot like Cimmerine where he doesn't necessarily want all of this responsibility Mm -hmm. and and pressure that's being put on him but the reason why it's wet is because the way magic works in the enchanted forest uh for the king and other Mm people other magic users of the enchanted forest what i mean by that is like dragons have a different type of magic um Mm -hmm. they don't do it the same way so you're introduced to this in the second book Mm -hmm. um it's like the I haven't seen this anywhere else, and it's really weird and wet. So, King Mendenbar, when he walks through the enchanted forest, he feels like t- invisible tendrils of energy mm. constantly everywhere. He fe- and you Ooh. can't see them. He can't even really see them, but he manipulates them, and that's how he's able to do magic. So he'll pull. He'll it'll describe him like kind of running his fingers through the magic tendrils in the air and then he'll grab them and sort of twist them or he'll yank one and something will happen um he can like grab a bunch of them together and pull them into like a a bigger like cable and oh my God. If, he, yeah. if he needs if he needs that, um, he can if a wizard comes to visit him and he doesn't want the wizard to be soaking up the tendrils with their mm-hmm. staff, he'll like put a little force field of the tendrils around mm. the wizard. Um, yeah. And I just it's just like the way that's described. I've like never seen that magic system anywhere else. And a it's tendril so based magic wet. system. Yeah. Which Kind of the the alien in the thing is is very yes. ten, tendrils based. Among yes, that's other what things. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so r- roundabout, I I talked about um, this series. It was a lot of describing the series, but it's great. Um, it fucks. You should. Uh, everybody <laughs> should read it. It's really it's really really good. And and a lot of other wet stuff happens, like the way that you, um, they in the first book they discover that a way that you you can defeat wizards is by throwing a bucket of soapy lemon water on them mm-hmm. um and then they melt and eventually they they don't stay melted um but that's a very rudimentary way of mm-hmm. of going about destroying a wizard you'd have to do more than just a bucket of soapy lemon water so it just gets uh, rid of them for a at while least, at least yeah yeah um and so just like they're a puddle but that's a but good, then a- w- good start to get rid of jared leto i think is try oh. try the soapy lemon water. It's not yes. gonna ha- take him down for the count, but it's gonna it's gonna know, slow him down. Yeah. It's gonna slow him down certainly. And he yeah, and we desperately need, need we to desperately that. need that for sure. So just yeah, the idea that these wizards are like reabsorbing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is very very the thing. The, um, yeah yeah the thing yeah. for kids. Yeah the thing for kids. <laughs> the Enchanted Forest Chronicles. Go go read it, everybody. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. So, but, Kaylin, what's your relationship to the thing? 
Is it okay. inside of you? Yeah, I it's I'm I'm I met a weird dog last week <laughs> and now I just feel like I'm just gonna start opening orifices all over myself. Um I have seen this movie before. That's my mm. relationship to this movie. Uh, one time, a few years ago, I watched it and I liked it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I will say that's it's key to the viewing experience, whether you've seen the movie at least once before, because, you know, part of this movie is you, like the characters, don't know what the fuck is going on for a while. Yes. And watching it the second time, I'm like, oh, this is like, it's very clear what's happening if you've Mm -hmm. seen the movie before. But whoa, what a confusing opening if you haven't. So yeah, just um, just, I I liked it, seen it once before. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I've never seen this. I think because I knew it was a body horror film with a bunch of dudes in it. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, double body horror. uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Although, yeah, I didn't know. But definitely what helped me get through it was, was just just the the dill factor for sure. Yeah. but yeah, but I I, I kind of knew what the plot was because I think it's like it's become it's obviously like a big cult classic and and a kind of an iconic movie in science fiction. So so when people mm-hmm. talk about sort of like paranoia body body takeover films, mm-hmm. this this movie yeah, is often or, mentioned or just the idea of like mistrusting your group because you yeah. don't you can't tell the enemy looks like your closest yes yes yeah, sort companions. of that paranoia yeah so but i didn't watch it because it just it's it frankly i was like that looks exhausting yeah. um, <laughs> and it yeah, was and like I don't know, i'm not like a i'm not like a kurt russell fan like no that's not true i am a kurt russell fan i'm not like a huge kurt russell fan so i'm not like i gotta watch everything he's in you know like that like i've done with other actors and and directors and stuff so yeah i think we also maybe didn't seek it out because we didn't know about the hat too if i'd known about yeah if i'd known about the hat i would have watched this movie so many times and and a lot of it i liked but it wasn't as hard as the fly to get through because correct the anxieties that it was exploring i mean i'm always a body horror about a sort of like parasite thing is always going to get to me but um some of the anxieties it was exploring um i couldn't relate to again because i'm not an antarctic researcher um or 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 i think like probably a man like i read some really interesting things about um masculinity in this movie mm. and and just the fly and the and the but the uh, effects are great and we're, we'll definitely talk about the special effects um they are we're a little bit like more over the top to the point of like ridiculousness whereas yeah. in the fly it was just like so horrifying yeah and no one gave birth to a larva sack no so. and what i was thinking was like the first time the dog's face like opens up. Oh yeah, which happens relatively early on yeah, in yeah. the movie. They let you I was know. like, I was like, you don't get here in the fly until the towards the very end. Exactly you know, to the, yeah. that level it's of like slow fucked up. And and so the movies are doing different things. They don't need to be doing the same things. But I did I I did have that thought like whoa. 
it's it's way more of a slow burn for the fly and instead um in this movie it's like there could be a big thing around every corner so like Mm -hmm. it's just big moments of the body horror instead of like slowly it's taking Mm -hmm. over your body so i'm not i'm only gonna be again because like i think the characters were kind of there were so many of them and they all went by their last name so it's hard for me to remember who's Mm -hmm. who but there's kurt russell who's mccready or mac ready because they put a big space in his last name uh he's super hot um keith david's in it um also so hot it's very very hot um Wilford Brimley is the other guy I know who plays Blair, the scientist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and who I was like, I got to remember him because the science – we'll get to the science because it's, yes. it's Prometheus level to me. It's Prometheus <laughs> um, science for sure. <laughs> and um, and then there's a guy that looks like Bob Ross who was kind of – he was like a, another cutie. I was like, yes. oh, I, th- I hope he doesn't get exploded. But yeah. he did because, you know. Yeah, they are. Um, um, yeah, I was like this movie is either straight up hotties or just like old dudes. Old um, dudes or the most disgusting image you've ever seen in your life. Just <laughs> yeah. absolute horror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, this movie begins with just sexy ass grizzly Kurt Russell uh, in just like shag seventies mm-hmm. haircut, mm-hmm. Uh, beard. And he's just drinking whiskey, playing chess wizard. And I was like, playing chess <laughs> wizard. Like the chess had 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 like a sexy voice. Your move, bishop to knight four. My move, knight to rook three. Poor baby, you're starting to lose it, aren't you? I took that to mean okay so this is the stuff where I'm like you have to grasp onto anything for character building because you Mm -hmm. don't it's about the thing it's not about the characters yeah so I maybe it's like okay he has all this time in the arctic because they're They're doing stir crazy yeah yeah that he was like I'm gonna figure out a way to program a sexy voice so I can because there's also like and I'm sure this is what you mean about when people have talked about masculinity that like these are this is a situation um much like the pirates of yore i guess Mm -hmm. where it's a bunch of men very isolated and Mm -hmm. they just have each other and they're cut off from the mainland (laughs) for all intents and purposes and like there's still a bunch of hot dudes with with hormones going on and stuff um why did I go? Why did I bring that up? <laughs> oh, oh because it's sexy voice. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I need to hear a woman's voice and blah blah blah. I yeah. wrote down many times. Have they explored each other's bodies like oh, these men? I said it many times in my brain. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that maybe if they had, they would know who was the thing or not because they'd be like, yeah. so like the thing that I read was that um, if they had actually been able to be empathetic or have any intimacy for each other, mm-hmm. they could have uh, figured out who's the thing and who's not. Yeah. So it says, identifying the thing requires intimacy, confession, and empathy to out the creature, but masculinity prevents this as an option. Trapped by pride and stunted emotional growth, the men are unable to confront the truth out of fear of embarrassment or exposure. I don't know if that's for sure. Like, if they were like, hey, buddy, um... 
what's your favorite memory of your father? And then the alien <laughs> would be like, you got me. That was super emotionally mature. Yeah. Um, but I think they were like, there was a moment where they were trying to ask each other questions like that, mm-hmm. but they couldn't get anywhere with that because they don't know each other well enough. I think right. there's there's a ton to that argument. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell kind of like jumps to... They either are, like, not freaking out about it, not quarantining what's clearly a biohazard, not really worrying, not really reacting to just the most ungodly things I've ever seen, or they're, like, jumping to the absolute most desperate, desperate ideas and, like, trying to flamethrow each other. Um, But, yeah, that sexy chess voice. And then... And then something happens and he pours whiskey into the computer, Um, which I'm like, dude, they probably need that. Again, it's not clear what they're researching here. No, I love that. And there only (laughs) seems to be. And and wait, and they're like, Blair is the scientist. So they're not all. They're like. They're not. They're not all scientists. Like, like. There's a doctor. There's a pilot. There's a chef. The guy that does the. Um autopsies um okay so there's a doctor there's a chef yeah there's like a guy who cooks oh okay um there's the radio host (laughs) there's a radio host so like what is this what are we doing here guys uh like you think there'd be more scientists you would think what was kurt russell's job that's the the, he's a helicopter pilot but that's it okay so but like you think he would he would be able to like go back to like no i guess antarctica you kind of need to like be there if you're there um and they probably need to be like helicoptered around to other places um i guess yeah but it is a wet way to deal with losing a chess game is it to was. pour whiskey into it yeah but that kind of that kind of eats away at my theory that it's to he spent a lot of time programming the <laughs> thing to because if he did that he wouldn't just destroy it um, well we don't know he's kind of he is impulsive so yeah. yeah that's that's very true um i bet yeah no i bet uh wilford brimley was was because he wilford brimley's good at the computer algorithms and stuff so he was probably the one to make to make the chess sexy um yeah you're right if anybody's gonna make it chess sexy it's wilford brimley <laughs> That's- um yeah so okay then we get this dog um just great great actor great character yep. <laughs> um, the dog is great just like you get this chaotic opening of like is it norwegian scientists i think he's norwegian yeah yeah that are that just are trying to gun down this dog and so it this is part of like this mystery of like what is going on here why would why would these guys be trying to trying so ferociously to their deaths trying to kill this dog um because in order to stop them they've right they've got to like they i'm gonna be honest the first 20 minutes of this film i didn't understand a single thing yeah, you're not meant to. You're you can, not meant you to. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, yeah, they, they, you know, I bet you do know, like, just because the movie's been out since 1982. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, know where it was heading. I thing. was just a little yeah. bit. So the dog came from the Norwegian helicopter. Oh, yeah. Because we forgot about the actual opening of the movie. It's not Kurt Russell drinking whiskey playing chess. It's 
a spaceship. <laughs> a spaceship, yeah. <laughs> it's a spaceship lands on Earth. So but, yeah, but that this, was like a hundred thousand years ago. Yeah, it was a really long time ago, <laughs> and the Norwegians unearthed the spaceship, and mm-hmm. the thing organism thawed, mm-hmm. and started yeah started moving so they they awakened the thing so they've had their own they've they've had their own whole john carpenter the thing movie in norwegian in norwegian exactly oh wow that that must be even more just like dark and and austere russell guy is wearing an even bigger hat (laughs) an even bigger hat uh and they're for sure exploring each other's bodies because again they don't have they're not toxic americans they no, they don't have these these societal hang-ups and stuff yeah Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. fully they're living their best lives yeah they were they had a great thing going and they were just interrupted by this thing so but they're not able to contain it and so now it gets over to the um so the, the, Nor- the Norwegian, and we don't know what he's saying because he's speaking Norwegian, and he yeah. has like a grenade and he tries to blow up the helicopter, or he tries to kill the dog. He's trying to kill the, the dog. Yeah. Okay. Wherever he thinks the dog and is. And maybe he, if anyone speaks Norwegian, maybe he's clearly saying like, listen, that's the thing. It's an alien from space. The next two hours, you're going to be dealing with this. Yeah. I do wonder. He's he's He has to be saying things like, Whatever you do, don't let that dog like get get rid of that dog. It's right. not what you think it is. Yeah, he's got to be saying something like that. Yeah. If we yeah. have any listeners in Norway, I could I could look and see if we do, or if you happen to speak Norwegian. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what they're saying in the thing, because yeah, they Please didn't do. part of. If you were able to, if they gave you subtitles, then it would ruin the you know ter- the turn. Yes. Yeah. If we have any Nor- yeah, Norwegian listeners, first of all, take your vitamin D. Um, mm-hmm. You're not getting yes. any sun right now. I'm sure this podcast is not helping. It's not helping <laughs> the long, the long winter. Um, get 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 your sun lamp and and um, enjoy. You know, enjoy your uh, your your Nordic socialism. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky yeah. sons of bitches. You lucky sons of bitches. Yeah, now we, you know, it's good to eliminate our Norwegian listeners up front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the thing. Ah, you, there we go. Oh, man, that was great. Um, all right, so yeah, then there, then like, then the dog stuff. Then we just get some dog stuff Dog for a while. stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so it's weird because... Uh, yeah, you don't know what you're supposed to be afraid of for a while. That's what's mm-hmm. good about about this movie is you you know you're supposed there's tension building. You know you're supposed to be afraid of something, but you're not sure because you didn't understand the Norwegian. Uh, and then they they bring this dog to I guess part. Oh, well, now this makes sense. I don't know why I was gonna make fun of it. I guess all of the different research stations in Antarctica. Um, mm-hmm. that's where they are, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. They would have like sled dogs, I guess, to help yes, them get I think, around. I think they're supposed to be sled dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So because they take uh, the one from the Norwegian research facility and he one of the guys just brings it to like mm-hmm. the their dogs. And they all look the same. Yeah. Um, so and you so it's like foreshadowing of what's going to happen in the rest of the movie because it's a bunch of dogs left alone with the thing. And then. Yeah. Yeah. So the so then I think what happens is that they go to the Norwegian site and oh, they yes, find right. a corpse. Yes. That's yes. 
they frankly don't have a rational react. Like there is no rational reaction to. No, it's like burned it. up, burned up limbs, limbs coming out of places that they can't explain, faces that are splitting, and yeah, it's horrifying. So they're like, "Great, no masks, no gloves, no nothing. Nope. Let's pick this up and bring yep. it back. Let's yep. let's give it a little lick. Let's breathe <laughs> it in. Let's uh, let's rub our like." We're we're horny. Let's let's ex- let's explore this body for oh, some yeah, reason. Exactly. Just no um, question. Yeah. yeah, they're fine oh, with that. God. And, Toxic masculinity. Jeez. And so this was a critically wet moment. So all of these autopsies, whenever the thing takes someone over, I was like, all I could think of was like maraschino cherry, and I was like, yeah. why? And then I was like, oh, because a lot of the goop. Yeah. Looks like grenadine syrup. So I was yeah. just thinking Shirley Temples. Yeah. There's just this rosy, syrupy drip that's like blood and mucus and, or uh, yes. and saying juice. And see, that's the thing about the thing is... <laughs> the th- Welcome back to the thing about the thing. Yeah. <sighs> um, Today we're talking... The thing about the thing is it's its own thing. It's its own thing, man. Uh, so the thing about it is it just like... It keeps, it will just, it just constantly is bleeding, like inexplicably just (laughs) bleeding and squirting and oozing, Mm -hmm. but it's ultimately it's trying to assimilate to look like something on earth, right? So why is it doing that? (laughs) It's working to like become you. So it, it like goes into your body, right? Yeah. I we and don't we don't ever you. see we don't ever see like it fusing I don't think we don't no. ever see so, like yeah I think what happens and is that it goes inside of you it explodes you you explode out of your clothes okay and then it regoops into a perfect copy of you but on the way to that it's fucking disgusting Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's in its like so. transition phase. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I think it's just like in the same way, like, you know, um, there's like AI that uh try to replicate pe- like people that don't exist. Yeah. And sometimes and the process uh as the AI is doing to it gets very uncanny and disturbing and also like the result can be very disturbing yeah. what a computer thinks a human looks like i think that's kind of what's going on here okay okay mm-hmm. so what does the thing look like in its raw form do we ever see that we don't know and okay. john carpenter specifically didn't want that to be ever shown it was like it needs to be um so it, you know it's been all over the galaxy so it looks like so many different stuff mm-hmm. um so and I you think- get you get glimpses you get parts of it that are clearly every every person it takes over you see them there's these like spider legs that come out so that's mm-hmm. those spider things those spider legs seem to be a con- not something from here mm-hmm. uh there's like those tendrils those the like there's little tendrils those they little look like little things. jelly tubes yeah it looks like little or like de- deconstructed twizzler, nerves ro- twizzler pull and peel twizzlers pull and peel yeah. twizzlers that's what it is yeah um but i think john carpenter didn't show and um what's his name uh rob Bot- button who did the creature effects they didn't want they didn't show it in its raw form because I, mm-hmm. I like 
it it seems to be many many parts that try yeah. that make up a whole. So yeah, who knows what it looks like? Yeah, but it who knows what it looks like? But it just be opening up and sprouting teeth and bleeding constant. Like it's there's just like it it will sprout orifices and and there yeah. will be teeth. It'll open up and there'll be teeth and it, and the teeth are oozing goo and it's just like squirting blood everywhere. It's yeah, it it is it can be anything. Um, it's great. I and and so yeah, the do- the dog scene you get the dog's like face opens up and then it it opens up and you see um that it has assimilated some of the um other Norwegian scientists too because there's like mm-hmm. human parts to it and stuff and yeah. the camera lingers on it for so long mm-hmm. and you keep thinking it's gonna turn away you're mm-hmm. like y- you have th- it has to look away it, ha- it has to and it doesn't and it lingers so that it it begs the question from its audience like how are how are they doing this like how mm-hmm. are they it's not real obviously but how right, are right. they doing this effect <laughs> There, it's like we can get into like all the stuff around the effects was super interesting. I don't know how much you got into it, but um, no, I didn't really read about it, was, it that much. It's so it's so interesting. Yeah, so his name is uh, Robin Botten. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so he's done a lot with with John Carpenter and and uh, David Fincher actually. Oh, so okay. He's worked on um, the Fog and the Thing, obviously, and he mm-hmm. did. Um, Robocop, Total Recall, and Basic Instinct. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> the creature yeah. effects and Basic Instinct. Yeah. And Seven <laughs> and Fight Club. Um, he oh, also wow. did Inner Space. <gasps> wow. Oh, my God. That makes so much sense. Maybe we talked about him, and I just, like, didn't remember the name. But, um, oh, there's some, there's definitely scenes from Inner Space that are thing quality horror going on. Yeah. Yeah. Body horror, yeah, yeah. So, um, he the, the creature effects use a variety of materials, including mayonnaise, cream corn, microwaved bubble gum, and KY jelly. Boy, does that read on screen that those things? Yeah, I'm like, I yes. believe it. Yeah, I believe I believe that's what was used. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I gotta microwave some bubble gum now because oh yeah, I didn't. I just never it never occurred to me. Um, but now I gotta see. I gotta see what part of the thing it was. You gotta see what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, ooh, like you could put all those things together and make like the thing gumbo. Yeah. Yeah. It's got mayonnaise, cream corn, microwave bubble gum, and the KY jelly. Just mm, like. Just like just grandma like, used to make. <laughs> um, yeah, always got, a, always got a pot boiling on the stove. <laughs> yeah, it looks so good and delicious yeah i love that then we learn they take it to the autopsy room and they learn that it's like not dead really and it starts Mm -hmm. moving again um and they learn that it's that the the crazy corpse too that doesn't look human has human organs in it and they're like yeah that's he's very chill he's just like oh this otherworldly horror we picked up from the Norwegians has 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 real yeah, human organs in it. This is so boring. He's literally he's reaching into it and pulling out organ after organ, being like, you know, the thing is, it's like all the organs in here are just mm-hmm. like I've seen them before. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he was born. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to see some like alien organs, and now I gotta see boring human organs. Oh. I get to see them all the time. And he gets his wish though, because like <laughs> then I forget which if it's the I forget which corpse or or what. I guess it's the thing that this they happens to. They all meld to. together. Um, yeah, yeah. That like. You you see that it's filled. Oh, this must have been the corpse. Yeah, he cuts it open and you. It's filled with like stinky green goo. Yeah, because and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, and he he. So you know it stinks because he reacts to it. Yeah, and it's just this green goo, and this is the shit that this is very early on in the movie that we're seeing the visuals like this, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is a shit where if Alien hadn't mm-hmm. been so successful, like if Alien hadn't tread this kind of um just like autopsy alien Mm -hmm. horror stuff if it hadn't tread that ground first like i i don't think they would have tried this because yeah and this was but like again rob button i'm like fascinated by him because he okay yeah i'm just gonna like info dump yeah so this is him restrained this is him pulling back what? He um he said that basically because he this creature's been all over the galaxy, it can do whatever it wants. It can d- be in as diff- many forms as it wants to. That's why it can have spider legs sprouting oh, from wow. heads. So giant- this is to this is to imply that like it it remembers the DNA kind of from yeah. the places it's been. So, but- oh wow, that's yeah. cool. So Botten, uh, he had a lot of dreams about the thing, and he would like draw it from his dreams. Um, Aww, and what? But then, like some of them, yeah, okay, poor guy. He was twenty one <laughs> years old when he worked on this film. What? He had, du- uh, he was hospitalized for exhaustion, double pneumonia, and a bleeding ulcer because he worked so hard on it he oh would uh hoard the work att- opting to be directly involved in many of the complicated tasks his dedication to the project saw him spend over a year living on the universal lot he did not take a day off during that time and slept on the sets or in the wa- locker room this dude was method and he was not an actor no wow this is this is incredible. He's this is, it's too much. Don't do that. Don't don't work yourself. It's no. even the thing. Even an iconic movie is not worth worth this. Right. But, so he his so clearly this is a state of mind he was in is that <laughs> he was he was in the thing. He was Duke going method. Yeah, he was literally like I need to get into the mind of this creature that yeah, is trapped and can't <laughs> get out and uh, yeah. <laughs> And exhausted. So one abandoned idea he had that him and John Carpenter were like, yeah, this is too gross, was a series of dead baby monsters. Oh. I don't know if that means human babies or like, or just baby monsters. Like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Tough to, or like, again, we, um, like you just said, it could be a monster from some other planet like yeah and it just remembered the baby fo- like because on earth it hasn't i don't think at either the norwegian facility or this one there would be a baby so yeah it must have gotten the baby from somewhere else from somewhere or, else yeah 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 that makes sense that they thought about that wanted to try it it's and like other movies have thought about alien fetuses and mm-hmm. yeah but john carpenter's 
only thing that he was like, this is off the table. His main thing was like, uh, when I when I grew up as a kid watching science fiction monster movies, it was always a guy in a suit. What I didn't want to end up with in this movie was a guy in a suit. What kind of suit? What is he talking about? Yeah. What were <laughs> movies like in the 1950s or 60s? Were they all... The creature from the Black Lagoon is that was did no, you hear a suit? And I'll, like thinking back to the the blob, <laughs> Cthulhu doesn't wear a suit. Cthulhu doesn't wear a suit. Are there other aliens that wear suits? The only time I can I associate suits with aliens is Men in Black. That's the only Men time. Men in Black or Doctor Who, but that's yeah. not supposed to be horror. It's just sometimes accidentally. Um, yeah, I really so that's why he was like. I gotta put Kurt Russell in the biggest cowboy hat. <laughs> no suits. <laughs> no suits. The opposite of a suit is a giant cowboy hat. Although I will say, like he doesn't say like a suit, suit and tie. Technically, Michael Myers is wearing like, well, he's wearing like, he's wearing like a track suit, right? No, he's wearing Wait, like so a jumpsuit. He's, <laughs> he's saying that the the bad guy would be wearing the suit. He says I was imagining the, the hero creature. Or, oh, no, the no, creature. no, let me, let me see, let me see. Um, the monster. Science fiction monster movies. It's always a guy in a suit. I'm sorry. I don't mean to question oh, you, John Carpenter, but what the fuck are you talking about? No, I get it. I know what he's saying. I know what he's saying. Okay. A guy, it's the monster is a person wearing a monster suit. Oh. He, wa- he wanted to make something where, like, you couldn't do it with a guy in a suit. It's okay. all effects and suit, stuff. Suit being <laughs> like a costume. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought he meant, like, agents. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's what I thought, too, obviously. Immediately I, I went to Men in Black. <laughs> I, like, you gotta, you gotta be a little more, a little bit more clear. Um, that, that reads, yes. People were, were were wearing just suits yeah. um so yeah the creature in the black lagoon is a good example john carpenter hates the tv show suits he's like i love Meghan markle but i will not i will not support her by by watching suits yeah the idea that he hates the TV show. He hates it. He, he won't does. watch it. And he hates Men in Black, too. He hates Men in Black. He hates Yeah, he hates Like, yeah, he won't watch uh he won't watch The Matrix. Yeah. He doesn't like The Matrix. He doesn't like Kingsman. He loves Boss Baby, but he just fast forwards through all the parts where the Boss Baby wears the suit. So he doesn't see a lot of it, but that's why he loves it. That's why he loves it. So, but I mean, if John Carpenter has to watch Boss Baby, he has to see the most. He has to watch the cosmic body horror of our time, and that just happens to be Boss Baby. So yeah, it almost got him back into back out of retirement because he was like oh, I want to get involved in this franchise yeah so okay the, what's a fucked up thing is like okay so the thing the thing is loose They're, they realize it's they've they've seen some fucked up shit they know they've got a problem that they need to deal with and so they all gather and someone earlier I just have down, okay, now we got Grizzly drunk Kurt Russell sitting there holding poopy underwear, drinking whiskey. Why is he a poopy underwear? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so a lot happened. So 
something I, I don't want us to brush by is that before the monsters revealed, oh, okay. when some characters is rollerblading around. Again, I just love the hobbies that they have. They're list they're smoking weed, they're listening to jazz, playing pool, poker, computer oh, yeah, chess. Just a bunch of dudes being guys. Watching taped game shows, refusing to follow <laughs> yeah. any safety protocols around potential biohazards, even though they're <laughs> ostensibly scientists. Guys being dudes. Dudes yeah. dudes being guys. Um so I love they had Stevie Wonder's superstitious on and I was like Great song. I was like a little on the nose. Yeah. Because also they start playing it when they're like following the dog around. But when there's a suspicious dog. There's a, yeah. Yeah. But like, I it's 1982. People need to know. People needed to like know how to feel. Yeah. And Especially still like at that point in the movie, you're like, what am I suspicious about? Okay. Right. I get it. Why am I afraid of this dog? I don't get it. Um, yeah. And then the dog explodes and it like pisses from the remains of the dog. Did I dream that? There's like a pit pit it pisses like volume. Um it pisses volume <laughs> out of liquid. When I want to be a lady, I don't want to say it squirts. <laughs> but it's but it's definitely pee. I, I <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know what any of this the fluids in this movie are. But I mean, like, I know what they really red. are. I don't know what it's, they're supposed to be. It's like it's, a clear liquid. Oh, I I think I missed that. Let's let's see if we can find. Let's watch the dog scene. Yeah. I think. Oh my god, <laughs> the the thumbnail alone. <laughs> um. So yeah, the guy went. The dog. We're like live reacting to it. Um, the dog, he's going into the cage with the other dogs. Mm-hmm. He's being real weird. This dog actor was so good. Oh, and it has a name. It's listed in the credits. <gasps> I love when that. I love oh. when that happens. Oh, and it was it like we did explode this dog. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't. I didn't see at the end saying we no dogs were exploded during the filming of this movie. So it's <laughs> they possible. have to be specific. It's not just like yeah. no, they weren't harmed. It's like yeah. They no dogs were exploded. Okay, so it becomes a spider. It's starting yeah, to become yeah. a spider. Okay. Yeah. Although, so it, at this point, I don't know because isn't the dog already the thing, or it's been infected with the thing, and it's about to be turned into the dog thing? I think. Or there, is it trying that, to take over another dog? I don't. We that, don't know. That dog ex- was a dog at the norwegian thing so i yes. think it assimilated the dog fully okay. and now it's the dog and yeah that's my question is what what is the thing trying to accomplish just assimilating everybody it's but doesn't it look like one person at a time i think it's one person at a time I, but then it splits off i think i think it yes, splits yeah so you have to kill all the parts of it we can't get into Wilford Brimley's science science about the sort of infection rate. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah because that he maps out, he extrapolates. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. It's lit, my favorite scene in the movie. Okay, so they get in and there's just a mass of dog. Yeah. And it opens its cavity and, oh, and a little <laughs> like face hugger comes out and they, did I just imagine it paying? No, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it. This movie is so romantic. Um, <laughs> it's a spider that pisses? I don't know. Listen, everyone. Oh, my God. The tendrils. It's all. It's gross as hell. It's this. 
don't let your mom see this movie. Mm-mm. Unless your mom is um, a big fan, a big mm-hmm. fan of horror. Yeah. But yeah. Or a fan of Kurt Russell. Or a fan of Kurt Russell. Yeah, I don't want to. That's uh, disrespectful to moms, but you generally don't watch this with your mom. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that was my critically wet moment for sure. Is just oh, yeah. every part, every th- every single thing with the thing is the wettest thing I've ever seen. It it's it defines so wet. wetness. This is a oh, yeah. definitively wet movie. Oh yeah. Um. This is yeah definitively wet. It just keeps being wet. It punches you in the face. 10 minutes in with with this wetness and then it just like it it gets worse and worse um i was trying to i told you i was trying to eat avocado toast while watching this which is such a slimy activity and i couldn't i i I, like literally had to throw it away because i was like this is this is clearly cream corn and ky jelly yeah yeah Yeah. so okay um so later i don't know how much later but it must be the doctor goes in with the defibrillator. Oh um, yeah, that's that's later. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, where this is another moment where it's like it's baffling how they do these effects, yes. but it's incredible. And one of the heads on the body just like for no reason, the neck just like starts stretching out, mm-hmm. and the skin pulls apart, and there's just like g- green gooey tendrils and or muscles or something inside and then those green muscle things start like bursting and tearing and yellow bile oozes out oh yeah like it's it it is it is redundant to describe these because it's like it's just think of the wettest thing you can imagine in your life it's it's that's what it what it keeps being and you but they keep being like it it keeps being interesting like before you didn't see that it has these like green muscle things inside of it and that those can like just like pop open and ooze yellow pus like you didn't see that before you do you do mm-hmm. kind of start seeing it uh do new things which is great and apparently they had to curtail most of the ideas that yeah they had to do <laughs> this was them being like whoa, whoa, whoa let's not go too too wild let's scale back and just 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 do the the most disgusting things imaginable but uh but you know um oh okay so i have a question about how and not that you would be able to answer yeah um but i can tell you how the the stomach chomp scene was done oh yes that's what exactly what my question was gonna be (laughs) (laughs) so the venus flytrap stomach yeah, yeah. How did they do that? So, uh, while the doctor is defibrillating, a, yes, one of the dudes, one of the guys being dudes, it like punches through his stomach and it opens up, and it's like, it's like, um, what's what's the plant from Little Shop of Horrors? Is it like Morty or something? S- Aubrey, Aubrey too. Um, looks like that kind of mouth with teeth. And it bites his hands off. And um, so they, what they did, Vodna um, accomplished the scene by recruiting a double amputee. So someone with um, both of his ar- arms or hands uh, amputated and fitting him with prosthetic arms filled with wax vo- bones, rubber veins, and jello. The arms were then practiced 
placed into a practical stomach mouth where the mechanical jaws clamped down on them, at which point the actor pulled away, severing the false arms. Oh, That's how nice. they did it. I wouldn't have guessed that. And a so. 21-year-old who hadn't sleep slept with double pneumonia was like, this is... <laughs> We got to do this. This is yeah, my art. So honestly, yeah, he was it, he was in a fever dream state for like the majority of this movie. So that yeah. totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. And John Carpenter just must have been like, oh, my God, this movie's going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is driving himself nuts trying to figure out how to make it be more fucked up. <laughs> do you want to do you want to see a uh, his. His official IMDb picture, or it's not his official IMDb picture, unfortunately. He looks like he looks like he's about to play Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, Should I just look up? Look it up. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah send it Google image for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh yeah, he's he's JCSS. He loves sure. little. Yeah, he loves his little creatures. He does. Yeah, he loves to make like faces that pull apart. I love the pictures of him, like, smiling in front of some of the creatures from the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just like a face ripping apart, and he's just, like, in the mm-hmm. foreground. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I think his name, it might also be, I'm also probably saying his last name right, wrong. Um, no, it's Botten. No, but he looks just like Kurt Russell's character. He does. He like, does. at the time, mm-hmm. at the time he did. If you look at pictures of him from 1982, he, he has the same hair and beard as Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all did in that, in that movie. They were all, you know, hairy, hairy, yeah. sweaty dudes. Um, He's a, like, yeah, he's definitely, like, there's 21-year-olds who get double pneumonia working on a project so hard and it's not usually something good but th- he's he's really good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so gross but he's definitely he's got to be a legend and an icon of this podcast yeah. for sure oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and that there, he, he was like what did he do on basic instinct i know i haven't <laughs> seen it so i but there must be something that it must just be like a, a way that someone is killed that's very horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Know. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I think. I think so. Um, he also worked on Game of Thrones, apparently, Whoa. which makes a lot of sense because there's like, there's a point where I was like, that kind of looks like the horse heart that Khaleesi had to had to Ooh, eat. I wonder yeah. if he did that. Because um, that's a wet, that gummy horse horse heart. Yeah, I, I live in fear that I'm going to have to do that to prove myself one day, is eat a horse's heart. Oof, yeah. You did. Um, you you ate that, like, spicy gummy. Oh! Yeah. Yes, that was, the texture alone was mm-hmm. exactly like a horse's heart. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, God, yeah, I d- don't recommend it. It's, um. yeah, it was a harrowing experience, and... It, it's like uh, probably more like a pony's heart. Um, yeah, a yeah. big, a big heart, a big horse's heart. Yeah, I would be. That's even too much for me. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. It sounds sounds like he just did an uncredited makeup role in one episode of Game of Thrones. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I think he's retired. I think he's like just chilling. He's like, listen, I did, I did the thing. 
I did basic instinct. I did inner space. I can rest on my laurels. Yeah. Um, he's he's a legend. He's a wet legend. Um, I oh. hope that... He did do Mr. Deeds, just so you know. He did Mr. What kind of... Uh, <laughs> What did he do to get into the headspace for the effects on that role? Triple pneumonia. He slept next to Adam Sandler the whole time. Uh, He actually, yeah, he actually like sewed himself into Adam Sandler's clothes so they would never be apart. Um, Rob, you gotta stop doing that. You know, you're killing yourself for your work, buddy. Yeah. I, as a child, loved Mr. Deeds so much. I loved, well, I loved which Adam one, Sandler. Which one was Mr. Deeds? Like, what's the plot? If I recall correctly. Okay. It is Miss, Mr. Ad, Adam Sandler plays uh, a man called Longfellow Deeds. Okay. I'm reading some of this from the Wikipedia page, but it's also, it's also coming back to me. He <laughs> runs a pizzeria in New Hampshire. And he writes greeting cards. He, uh, a billionaire, freezes to death on Mount Everest. He's the only remaining distant heir. So it's a sort of fish out of water where he becomes super rich. People try to manipulate him. And uh, at the end, he buys red Corvettes for everyone in his town in New Hampshire. Okay. That's Mr. Deeds. Um, That is Mr. Deeds, yeah. And I loved it. As a child, I was like, "What do you this, think?" Um, I like it. What part of it do you think he did? Um, let me look up his IMDb. Was that like the last movie? That was like the last movie he ever did, and then was he Mr. became Deeds? a recluse. It says reclusive until he did one uncredited role in season four of Game of Thrones. Ooh, huh. I think he did. He did Joffrey's wedding. The one with the uh, the pigeon pie where he cho- chokes to death. Oh, you know, that's... Yeah, um, I could see him doing that. That's one a of the only things way. I've seen from that. Because I had a friend who tried to watch Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. then lost interest, but then was like, I hate this fucking kid so much that I'm going to wait till he dies and then watch that. Um, and I was at the house when that okay. happened. So that's like the only scene from Game of Thrones. Yeah, by I've the seen. way, I will never spoil or alert Game of Thrones because don't. I mean that one. If you haven't gotten around to it, you're not going to. And if if you want to, don't. Don't do it. Yeah. There's don't also like, it. there's there's a bunch of other. Watch The Witcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch The Witcher. Flawless. No. Watch Succession, honestly. It's, okay, it's the real. same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. Um, all right. So back to... Let, can, should we talk about Wilford Brimley's science oh, uh, yes. algorithm? I would love to talk about Wilford Brimley's science. So that means Wilford Brimley is the scientist then. Yes. They cast... Okay. And this is one of his first roles is as a scientist. Whoa. Yeah. So he became an, uh, an actor sort of later in life. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't really, I haven't really seen any Wilford Brimley things. I only know him from pop culture. Yeah. From, they weren't commercials for diabetes, but I'm sure they were like awareness, but it became the funny thing to make fun of. <laughs> yeah. It which became, I'm sure he was trying to do something. They memed him. They memed yeah, him. The di- yeah. The di- the diabetes. Um, yeah. Oh my god, and they're just being like really willy-nilly with his blood in this. And it's just like, you guys, 
You don't know. This man has diabetes. What are you doing? You can't just fill you, petri like, dishes. Like canonically, you think that, okay, you either think that they were really using <laughs> Wilford Brimley's blood. They're really bleeding him. Or you think canonically his character also had diabetes. I think it's the first one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that Wilford Brimley insisted on doing his own stuff. He was like, if if Rob's method and he's just the makeup guy, I'm method. I you yeah. we need to actually Solidarity. Do stuff. Yeah, we don't have time to get into um di- diabetes. Um did he have di- diabetes or did he just do did he just do awareness for it? I think he did awareness for it Education. because he has diabetes. Okay. And it was also like, um, if I recall, it was also ways for people to get connected with like access to free or cheaper um, like testing materials mm-hmm. and stuff, I think. Mm. Okay. Okay, yes. He had type 2 diabetes in 1979. Um Okay, so he had it like right when they were filming this. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! The again, I'm conflating his character mm-hmm. with <laughs> Wilford Brimley. I'm sure Wilford Brimley was being taken care of fine. Yeah. So he and he was doing like he he was you know he was like I think a Mormon and a libertarian and like a huge Aww. John McCain stan. But he was trying to do something good for like diabetes awareness, yeah. diabetes awareness, and we were just like, "This is the funniest <laughs> thing we've ever seen." Yeah, because because like, he says it, he differently. insists on saying it like that. He did it to <laughs> he himself. He says it in his accent, Caitlin. <laughs> he's from Utah. He's he's <laughs> he worked as a ranch hand. He was an extra in westerns. Oh I, shit. That? Yeah, he's he he's like a cat a cowboy for for better and for worse. Man, do you think um, he was so mad that he didn't get to wear that hat? He probably was <laughs> real mad about it. He's uh, like, well, Kurt Russell gets to wear it, and I just get diabetes. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna leave. Now it. you're now you're doing it. I, I can't believe that I'm. Yeah. Um, we're not making fun of him not. for having We're it. We're making fun of him for the way he says it, which, okay. again, you shouldn't make fun of people for. So Okay. But no, but also it was in the two, like the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. And, I, and I think it was also a family guy joke. So we can't be held responsible for the family jokes I we used to find funny. I will not take responsibility for <laughs> I am not ready for that burden i will no no <laughs> to to look back at the family jokes we once found funny yeah or just yeah, yeah to take responsibility or take responsibility for family for guy. the crimes that family guy has <laughs> committed against humanity yeah i can't i can't take re- i can take some responsibility for laughing at them because i didn't know any better and the right yeah i don't think you should be held responsible for, thank you for the content that, that's in family guy thank you um, i think you were 10 years old when that film that film <laughs> Seth MacFarlane <laughs> would be honored I watched I watched it on film <laughs> I watched it on 35 millimeter film dude Seth MacFarlane seems like the kind of guy that would be like it's the only way to view it uh, <laughs> he's he's loves old timey stuff yeah, oh yeah um okay so Wilfred Brimley's science in this movie okay I'm obsessed <laughs> he has fucking space invaders yeah ass uh okay 
what are you studying, Wilfred Brimley? Why do you have this this particular cu- computer That's program a great point. downloaded that can calculate? Uh, it can calculate. I guess the thing is, it's he's really it's he's doing like epidemiological research, yeah, about the chance. He's taking the information he knows about the thing, which I don't know where he's getting that That's from. That's the thing. He's plugging in variables. What are the variables? This is the Prometheus. We got we to gotta kick up the nervous <laughs> system 40%. Yeah. He's plugging in some variables to figure out. He figures out first that there's a 75% chance that someone in their crew is already infected mm-hmm. or, or has a thing inside of them, is an Im- imitation. Then... He and what's wild is that there's like animations that look like spaceships or they look like things like taking over things. It looks just it's I don't I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Um, and then he does another calculation that's a great bit of horror, uh, but it's still wild. So his computer says in text, <laughs> if intruder organism reaches civilized areas, dot, dot, dot. The computer put in an ellipses for dramatic effect. (laughs) I love that in a computer program. Yeah. It it knows the concept of bedside manner. And and it's choosing to not have a good one. (laughs) Pause for dramatic effect. Entire world population infection, 27,000 hours from first contact. That seems like a long time. (laughs) That sounds like a long time, but... uh, no, it's not good. So that's that would be three years, which oh, that's not a long time. That's not a lot of time. So it would take over the whole whole world in three years. Oof, that's uh, I feel that that's, that's a little real. That's not currently. <laughs> we're not currently <laughs> no, about I, to go into our third year. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, some of us. I think you know. I'm glad I didn't watch this movie during quarantine, or maybe I should have. Um. Because it was all, it's all really rational reactions to to quarantine. Yeah. Like pouring whiskey on your computer chest girlfriend. Yep. Skateboarding, skateboarding, rollerblading around to Stevie Wonder. um, Just locking people in sub-zero sheds. Yeah. Um, So Wilford Brimley starts freaking out yeah why does he start freaking out he goes tom Wamsgom of of succession mm-hmm. level freak out on filing cabinets yeah. thank you greg yes 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 He's scared about the information and he's destroying the computer and I don't know why. And he's like, he's sort of, he's rambling about, like, he sounds like a conspiracy theorist or something. Like, they're trying to make mm-hmm. him sound like he's going crazy, I guess. Yes. Um, to yeah. imply that, like, oh, is he infected? Does he have the thing in him? Right. Um, which, I don't know why they would think that. Um, he's just ha- He's just freaking out. The thing's mm-hmm. whole thing is like it wants to be under the radar, you know. So, um, but again, not re- they're not thinking rationally. They just assume he's so be- right because that's why they kind of quarantine him. 
Uh, yeah, they're like, you're being weird. (laughs) (laughs) You go in the shed. Yeah. I don't know. It's very weird. It's also like, um, there was also like a noose in the shed. Yeah. Yeah. So were they alluding that he was going to, uh, to, to kill himself? Is that? They were alluding that like he had made that. Um, using something that was in the shed and that noose wasn't there. Okay. The noose wasn't there when they put him in there because Kurt Russell is surprised by it. But then Kurt Russell didn't say anything like, hey, man, uh, do you want to like take that down and give that to me? Like, he, he just is like, all care. right, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> just came to check on you. Um, Kurt Russell, yeah. as hot as he is, he sucks. Yeah, this. he really does. And he's not like... I read that uh, that John Carpenter like knew Kurt Russell from what was the thing about New York that they did um, Escape from New York Escape from New York and but he he was like the last person that he had in mind for this role like he wanted a mm-hmm. bunch of other people and I it says who they are on the Wikipedia page and each person I was like it could have been any of them like it could have been any mm-hmm. this. I know Kurt Russ, this is like something he's known for kind of because it was his break, one of his breakout roles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Escape from New York, obviously uh, another one. But like, wh- what did it showcase of him? Like he, that he's a hot dude, I guess. is, is yeah, yeah, his Farrah Fawcett hair, yeah. honestly. That he's able, he's a man who's able to have this uh, hair and, and facial Feathered hair. Feathered yeah. hair. Yeah. In Antarctic mm-hmm. sub-zero conditions. Yeah. Um, big hat. Oh, big hat. There we big go. Big hat. Able to wear a big hat. Yeah. I think I think the big hat is my new piss drinking <laughs> thing. I'm going to just be thinking about his big hat. We're going to be talking about this life. hat for the next 2 months. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to see a lot of this hat on the on the Instagram. <laughs> I I bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so he's like I remember thinking at one point like, yeah, for like a bunch of like sort of a bunch of sweaty dudes all running around i guess they're they're everybody's good in this you know <laughs> no nobody's, yeah. nobody's oh, bad yeah. in this but you know the acting performances are are i really i think are good yeah. um apparently the actors discussed during rehearsals discussing whether they would know that they were the thing when taken over mm. um so they kind of agreed that like they would not know they were the thing because it's a perfect imitation. And if it, mm. if you know you're the thing, then you can't you're, – you're acting, right? Yeah. And then one person was like, it doesn't matter. Just please do – just go out there and uh, just do your thing. But I like that. Like that – I think – yeah, this is a very interesting movie for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so then they do this uh, very, very iconic scene that I've seen like parodied and referenced – other places uh the the petri dish blood scene. oh yeah well yeah. they first want to they were like someone i think like someone comes up with this idea of like we got to compare our blood to the old blood we have in reserve we have like a locker full of blood yeah um what are you studying i guess i guess if one if someone gets injured yeah. Yeah, to get would, they they just season. have because it's just them there, so yeah. they wouldn't be they wouldn't have access to like a blood infusion from somewhere from a hospital or something. Yeah, yeah. and this is a critically wet moment is that they go to the blood locker and they're like, someone's gotten to all the blood, and it's just like <laughs> it's just like, and it's clearly Shirley Temple 
juice. (laughs) It does not look like blood at all. And it's just like, it's all been drained. Um, And uh, so, so they're like, ah, someone, uh, something's afoot. Um, So what they don't really, there's, there's not really an explanation for that. Like, why does the thing, did it try to fuck with that? Like, it, it was like, haha, I'm going to do this because I don't, or did it just want to drink the blood? Like, what? That's what's not consistent is that it must have been someone who's imitate, it must be an imitation person. Right. Going to destroy the blood because the thing is making them do it. And yet they yeah. can't know that they're the thing. Maybe it's making them do it like unconsciously. I guess, or it does yeah. it in like the in in the transition phase when it's still trying to become. But they the talk person. about that someone only one person had the key. <gasps> You're right, so and it wasn't broken into. I don't know that that transition phase can operate a key. No, I don't know. Definitely not. There's too much going on. <laughs> yeah, there's too much going on. Oh, I need to get my charger. I was at a hundred percent, but we're podcasting so hard. I'm at nine oh, percent. Yeah. We're this is so we're doing hard. Rob Botten level podcasting. <laughs> so they do the petri blood uh, dish thing. Oh yeah, they 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 get um because all the blood was destroyed, they have to get new blood, and so they just like cut each other's thumbs. They cut their thumbs and let a good amount of it drain into a petri dish. That and this is. Another thing where this does not make sense about me. Um, this is this is like a, the fingernails is the worst part of the fly yeah. uh, detail. Where this part was the thing that was hardest for me to watch. In fact, I had to look away during one of them when they. It's a thing about me where when people are like slicing their fingers open and there's a close up of it. I I I can't watch it. <laughs> That's there's where you the draw part, the line. Yeah, there's the part in. Um, Lord of the Rings, when uh, Boromir is like looking at the shattered sword at in Rivendell. Shots of Narsil. Blade to cut the ring. Sauron's hand. Still sharp. And he accidentally like cuts his finger oh, on the yeah. blade and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's still sharp. And to this day, I, I am able to watch it now, but I have to be like, I'm gonna not look away and like purposely not look at it because that was like the scariest thing in the world. I don't know what it is about like a close up of someone purpose. Well, not purposely necessarily, but just like slicing their finger open is so horrifying to yeah. me. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So it's like, do you have like, do you have a needle phobia? No, I no. don't. It's just that like you just don't want your fingers to be sliced off. Yeah. And I will mm-hmm. say like the times I, I have, the sight of blood doesn't necessarily like make me woozy, mm-hmm. but when it's fingers or toes, it does. Like there have been times when I've just hurt my finger really bad and I've like passed out from it. Um, And I, like I've gotten injured. I've gotten worse injuries or been in worse pain and I haven't passed out from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's something I have something about like, I get, uh, yeah, it, it's a, I don't know what to call it. It's very, a very specific thing. Yeah. Not, like, like, uh, yeah, like a sliver, like a slice to the finger. Yeah. Like, do you not, not like when people like people willy nilly and like fantasy films, science fiction, witchcraft oh, will slice yeah. their palms to make a pact. Yeah. A blood pact. 
You, do you not like that? I don't love that, but it's not as hard for me to watch as just the finger. The finger. Okay. Yeah. What about like a little thimble prick? A thimble? A needle prick of blood. Like sleep? Does is Sleeping Beauty, is that hard to watch? Well, no, because it's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is scary. I will that's maintain. A scary it's a scary movie. movie. The, oh, that's when, a really scary movie. When she like enchants her, uh, the music that's playing. Yeah, so scary there's, to like, me. There's there's like a little devil ceremony. That's a little demon ceremony that's yeah. happening at like Maleficent's castle, and that used to freak the hell out. It's like very scary visuals in that yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And I would be I I would say I'd be really scared of um, when they take your blood from a finger prick. I've only okay. had that done a couple times in my life, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that I don't like. Whereas like a, okay. a vaccination, a needle, that's it's totally fine. I'm not okay. as well. I mean, I don't love it, but yeah, I don't I don't have a phobia of it. Uh, oh yeah, no, it's it it looks painful. It like I think that's like totally totally legit that that's the part you find most horrifying about this <laughs> so yeah i was i found movie. myself sh- covering my eyes for for some <laughs> of the some of the bloodletting that was happening because they let they let a bunch of it go into the petri dish yeah the petri and, dish was like half full and most of the horror is so over the top and so glistening and i've been so desensitized <laughs> from this <laughs> podcast that i was just like they were they showed me just monstrosities that just like I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. And it yeah. was so <laughs> disgusting. But I would just watch it and I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I it, that's a rational thing to res- – is that that's going to be more horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. And to me, the horror was them not being able to trust each other. Oh, them yeah. being stuck out there. Um or something taking over your body on it. Like, that's scary. And obviously, yes. it just, it's just so camp the way it ends up that it's not that scary. But the idea of something infecting you, obviously, is very scary. Yes. And in this Petri dish scene, it's the horror sort of shifts from not being able to trust anyone else to when that's flipped and everyone doesn't you know that you're you you know you're not the thing but everyone thinks you're the thing right and so oh my god they might kill me and this happens where kurt russell kills two guys that in this scene where they test the petri dishes because they find out the thing doesn't like heat um so that's why they keep taking the uh the hundreds and hundreds of blow torches they have lying around <laughs> just non-stop blow torches non-stop yeah. blow torches um they they heat up this wire really hot and then stick it in the blood in the petri dish mm-hmm. and we don't know what will happen exactly when we come to the one that's the thing we we find out the blood just like freaks out and whatever mm-hmm. but um but when it's just a normal person it just fizzles the heat fizzles out so mm-hmm. you find out during the scene that two guys that he just shot because it was like uh paranoia and everyone thought they might be the thing um or they thought Kurt Russell might be the thing and Kurt Russell got mad and just like mm-hmm. kind of shot these guys they find out that they were just those guys and so um that that horror of like oh my god if if i don't get it was what wilford brimley is thinking in the shed he's like if i don't get them to believe i'm me like they're gonna kill me anyway you know right right no that that's a huge horror and like definitely um 
Yeah, it was really horrifying. And yeah, and the fact that like he finds out that the guy he shot, he shot him in self defense because he was like coming, he okay. was coming at him. Okay. But uh, but to find out that he wasn't infected, right? There, so he's like, so you're a murderer, right? I think Keith David says that, which yeah, um, yeah, Keith David. Those two characters, so Keith David and Kurt Russell's characters, had the most like sexual tension. I they think. definitely they, did. Yeah. And I think that's just like I think just maybe Keith David has chemistry with everyone. That's yeah. You can stick Keith David in any cast, in any ensemble cast, mm-hmm. and he's gonna it's he's gonna, gonna be, be the sexiest one yeah. for sure. For and sure. everyone's gonna get along with him. Yeah, it's he's yeah. gonna fit in seamlessly. Yeah, and exactly. he's such a prolific voice actor that yeah. um yeah he's and and yet even as a voice actor you're like. He's kind of got a he's got a vibe going for sure. Oh yeah, and like one of the sexiest voices ever. Like the man is just gotta overflowing be. with blessings. Yeah, gotta be. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So the, here's 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 something that really really perplexed me uh, during this scene. So they are testing each petri dish, uh, and it's one of the last ones that that. Uh, they test, of course, because the tension has to be. And have build. we explained the test? Yeah, yeah, I explained Dude, it. They, you already did. Okay, I'm sorry. My, I'm like very tired. Yeah, so it doesn't like heat. So they heat up a wire, and it doesn't react in the people that are just have human blood, but the things blood reacts. So they, um, oh, and. Kurt Russell says, this is a very wet line, he says, you see, when a man bleeds, it's just tissue. The blood from one of you things won't obey when it's attacked. It'll try and survive, crawl away from the hot needles. Mm. So they expect it to just like freak out when they put the hot needle in it. Because like the blood is the thing too. Right, exactly. Each of its parts is the thing. Yes. It's... Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a great way to describe it. So, okay, then they test one of the guys and it freaks out so they realize he's the thing and then he just starts like exploding (laughs) apart when his blood like outs him and i was like does is this implying that like the thing has to concentrate really hard to like imitate and it got like flustered and distracted or when it knows it's fake it's like oh shit better let's get out of here boys yeah like why it i thought that was so funny i was like it (laughs) <laughs> it, it it that's the sort of thing that like there's not a real logical reason for mm-hmm. it and so okay i keep thinking about things like from what does the thing want um and mm-hmm. we that's not what this movie is about however i and the it was reading about like directors whose work takes influence from this movie so not not directors who like make spiritual sequels necessarily but mm-hmm. just who are influenced by this movie in particular uh james demonico who made the purge movies okay jj abrams which is i think obvious yes. mm-hmm. um david robert mitchell who made it follows um, yes yeah yep quentin tarantino who did a whole thing he made the hateful eight as like as a spiritual sequel to this movie. Oh, yeah. That movie sucks, but it is like, it is very similar to this movie. Yeah, I heard, I heard that Quentin Tarantino did, and and I was like, I don't need, I'm good. I don't know. Yeah, no, I wish I I had seen it in theaters. Yeah. Um, And then Guillermo del Toro and Neil Blomkamp, who 
I highlight the last two because I feel like they take this story, um, Mm -hmm. which by this story, I mean like humans mistrust of each other and like something foreign that they that that they don't understand. Um, They take that like a step further and they in in their movies and they sort of ask the viewer to consider the perspective of the alien or the other if it's not a literal alien from another right, planet right. Um, and that he asks you to consider that perspective, which is often a sympathetic one or an mm-hmm. empathetic one. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Guillermo del Toro does this better. I, I, Neil Blomkamp isn't one of my favorite directors in the whole world. And I, I don't know that he does it perfectly every time, but he, I think for sure he attempts to do that in his mm-hmm. movies. And I love that. I love, because so often in this movie, I keep thinking about, okay, but what, are the things motives like does it want to assim- uh, does it want to look like humans like is it only pretending to look like humans so it can get more humans or mm-hmm. like cuz then in this scene i could read this scene differently like if it doesn't want to look like humans then yeah it just starts freaking out cuz it's like oh you right. fucking got me you got me, got me. <laughs> the same way uh, in like a murder mystery when the murder is is revealed at them they're like ah <laughs> yes you caught my my devious plan and then they're just organs like explode out of their mouths <laughs> exactly. and you're like wow Poirot got really weird like Agatha oh, Christie man. was she she got real weird by yeah. in her later yeah. work well yeah and people some people say that this movie and others like it the the movies where there's like mistrust of a small group of people that are Mm -hmm. all in the same location together but there are a couple different rooms so if if someone goes around a corner for a second when they come back they might not be them anymore that Mm -hmm. um it's drawing from those types of mystery stories um and agatha christie's Novels Absol- in, oh, absolutely. In particular. Yeah. yeah. Very, very that the sort of like, oh, who can we trust? Who's lying? Who's telling the truth? Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, an episode of one of my favorite shows, which is Futurama, um, does a, a parody of of a lot of these things. It's not it's not the thing, but it is the thing. And it's like everything else that has has uh, referenced the thing. It's called Murder on the Planet Express. Um, so the title of the episode is referencing Murder on the Orient Express, but it's mostly the plot of The Thing, where it's like they, they're they all on a ship together, and uh, there's a parasitic creature that is, that looks like them, and then its chest opens up, and its, its teeth then, mm-hmm. like, engulf you, and then it eats you up, and then assimilates you also, and it, like, gets whittled, the, the, um... The characters who who are still human gets whittled down, you know, one by one, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So it's like, I just think that's fun. Um, that, no, that- no, it a hundred percent. It's it's so interesting. Like these kind of like, par- uh, these sort of paranoia. Uh, mistaken or or it's kind of mistaken identity or secret identity movies. Kind of uh, how they are. They definitely connected to like mur- murder mysteries. And and like a science fiction uh, tradition for sure, um, yeah. And just like the long a long line of like things where you like a lot a lot of horror movies where you don't see the monster and that right. or whatever version you're, you're you're never gonna know what the monster act like. It follows it. Right. All you know about the it is that it follows like that's all the information yeah, yeah. i've mean, given other in, like rules and to that's it. such that's such a fun play like 
it's it's directly from like the title the thing like right it's, right it's the thing don't yeah. worry about it Sh- like actually shut the fuck up it's yeah. the thing and jj um, abrams does this in his work a lot too except he's always like ah oh, but i'm gonna show you it at the end yeah yeah and, they're, and you're like I, oh. I can't hold back i can't yeah. hold back <laughs> Um, yeah, but, like, cherry, cherry syrup, stomach mouths. Also, there's a guy named Windows. I oh, realized how ha- I know. He was through. the, he was, like, the cutie radio DJ or whatever. He was the cute, was. he was the cute sort of Bob Ross looking. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get past that. I was like, you could, this, you couldn't, this isn't based on anything. You can name him anything. His Why name him something like that? said Windows on it, and I was yeah. like... Oof! I was like reboot Windows because he's the thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's so wild. one question I had was like, does this if- movie pass the Bechdel test? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, we did. We sure don't does know not. the gender of the thing. Uh, or I was gonna say the dogs. The dogs. They did the bark dogs to were each barking other. at each other. Yeah. Yeah, and they might not have been talking about like met the men. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, especially depending on the gender of the thing. So, yeah, yeah um, definitely does not. If you just want like a bunch of sweaty dudes that are either a straight up hottie or a straight up just old guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which, you, you know, if you're into that, that's not not a hottie. It's just, yeah. you know, different, different strokes. And if you want one of them to be wearing an inexplicably <laughs> giant hat i gotta look at look at it again Ugh. then you're gonna love this movie um no i was thinking if if we remade this like the only thing i was thinking like what could we do to like spice it up like how would we spice up the thing yeah how do we spice it up and like how we make it like like a more sexy like magic mic xxl like rock? like how could we like how- yeah so like having yeah. the men like be more in touch with their emotions just in ge- yeah the whole movie in general too but yeah definitely the, the the men yeah being more in touch with their emotions i think like i think we have to turn it into a hallmark christmas movie yeah i think because i already this movie's pretty christmasy to me because it's oh, yeah. lots of snow they they're uh, they're literally at Santa's house. They're where Santa <laughs> lives. <laughs> um, yeah, sh- yeah, for Australian people, yes. Oh yeah, he lives at the other one. <laughs> but yeah, it's very Christmassy. So I could definitely see that. And it's like this holiday season, something's been brewing under the ice for th- hundreds of thousands of years, and this Christmas. It's heating up. <laughs> it's heating up. It's getting hot. Things are, things are get are melting. Things are getting pretty soaked. <laughs> I, I don't know. In Hallmark movies, you're not allowed to talk about people getting wet. So, oh no, they're very, um, they're very chaste. It's how, very chaste. Yeah. It's very chaste. I'm obs- I'm obsessed with the. Just the universes of Hallmark, the universe of Hallmark movies where, you know, it's always Christmas and no one fucks. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, and then I think to make it like spicier, I would I there needs to be like a, um, there was no, there's no like Jada Pinkett Smith character that like, yeah, yeah. That, they, that they need to inject some like mm-hmm. energy into. So there needs to be like a Jada Pinkett Smith character. Um, that they meet like halfway through but that's the problem with this 
this setup is it has to be it's, like eight eight dudes trapped in a little it place. does yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they did say that uh, previous drafts were gonna add like a love interest as a girl and then i think john carpenter was like no girls allowed oh boys only <laughs> yeah i think is what happened yeah. um and you know what i will say like I am fine with it. I don't... Yeah. Uh, like, for this version of the thing, our version yes. of the thing, well, obviously, like, maybe it'll be... We'll do a female reboot of the thing. And well, <laughs> like we said at the beginning, you could not do a female reboot of the thing because mm -hmm. they would so They wouldn't... Uh, they would just try, not try know to, what to do. Be, yeah, they would talk about what's going on. They would Unless be able they to were tell... Real Housewives. Real Housewives of Antarctica. <laughs> Yeah, but I think even the Real Housewives would be able to tell a fake version of each other or not. Okay. I think. Maybe more better than an average woman could. Yeah, maybe. Because they're like tuned, they're tuned into um, the Matrix for sure. Because they're, they're fake, but in one way. Like every day they're the yeah. same fake. So if they're a different kind of fake... I think they'd be able to spot that. They'd yeah. be able to spot okay. that. But yeah, like how we were saying mm -hmm. at the beginning that like a bunch of women would be able to identify um, things about each other. They would be able mm -hmm. to ask each other questions that... Right, right. That would determine whether it was them or an imitation. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, or or just think of, like, solutions that weren't necessarily violence right off the yeah. bat. Yeah. yeah, let's... We don't know whether this guy is a, the thing or not. In mm -hmm. fact, if you think about it, it makes more sense that because he's acting so weird, he's not the thing. Um, mm -hmm. But forget that. We're just going to lock Wilford Brimley in the in the <laughs> shed out in the cold. <laughs> like, that wouldn't have happened in the all-female reboot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would just love people get it as mad as they were about the female reboot of Ghostbusters. <laughs> and like, there's absolutely no reason to remake this with women. Cause again, I don't want the thing to happen to anyone. It's like, I don't want to see women go through that either, Yeah, but it would be so funny. And if Rob Botton's, if Rob Botton's not doing the effects, they're just going to do like it. bad CGI. You no, know, they're not. I don't need. No, because no. it's not CGI is what makes it good. Practical effects. Just make, it's, just make it the worst thing you've ever looked at. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. Or Mr. Deeds, apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So, yeah. But I want someone to be like, uh when I was a little kid, I'd watch The Thing, and that's how I knew I wanted to be an Antarctic explorer, and you feminists are trying to take that over. And then we're going to be like, I mean, not only are you misogynist, but let's pack uh, pack into, one, you were watching The Thing as a kid, and two, it it, it inspired your career. That's yeah. very weird. Yeah, you were able to discern a specific career <laughs> from any of these characters <laughs> no, it's not clear what any of them do I because they're like doc they refer to one of them as doc what is he actually a doctor <laughs> do because like one of the seven dwarves is named doc like i don't think he has a medical degree is this just a modern retelling of snow white <laughs> I, yeah the thing is snow white <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Dude, I would write that paper. I'd write that okay. paper. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sleepy, is that Wilford Brimley? That's Wilford Brimley, yeah. 
Or sli Sleepy is honestly Kurt Russell, because he like is he's he just seems tired. Yeah, yes. He does yeah. just seem tired. I yeah, don't remember. I think... No, he's grumpy. What am what the fuck am I oh, talking yeah. about? <laughs> There's you forgot there was one name to grumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know any of their other names. I don't know. I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, I think these were like, if you were an adult in 1982, you would have recognized a lot of these guys' names. I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there were there were like five guys who I was like, I've never seen these names before. Mm -hmm. And they're old guys. They must be they must have been in lots of movies. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they were bigger. They were they were big names, probably. Yeah. But this movie was pretty sexy, but you're right. It could have been sexier. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that could just be achieved with some tasteful nudity. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. For all the body parts we were seeing, I didn't see boobies. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, we saw no hog at all. No hog. Zero hog. And you know, uh, Alien, that's the first thing they're going to be like trying to recreate because they're yes. like, that. that's the most, that's a very important thing to try to recreate. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing an eventual, uh, inevitable, spicy remake of this. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So this movie, oh, uh, so basically they're like trying to, basically it ends with him blowing up the alien. Uh, yeah, because he's like, okay, him and... Keith David and like one or two other guys are left and they're like neat. They find the spaceship that the alien mm -hmm. arrived in and they they realize um, the situation that like it likely got here a long time ago. It's just been under the ice. And then it, the Norwegians pulled it out and it thawed the creature and it's it's getting out. And so Kurt Russell basically realizes that like it has the ability to like it's it comes from another planet I, it just freaked them out and he's like we gotta destroy it and make sure it doesn't get anywhere and yeah. we're probably not gonna survive this right. so they just start like they just start running oh they're gonna set the whole place on fire because it doesn't and like the, fire the creature blew out the generator so we know that the creature was like there's no way out i might as well freeze again yes so it's a tactical move on part on the part of the thing Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's what Kurt Russell realizes mm -hmm. that the thing's plan is it. It re Yeah, you're right. It realizes there's no way out. So it's just going to freeze again and wait. And he's like, no, the future of humanity will have to deal with this. If we die and we let the thing freeze, mm -hmm. that's not a solution because then whenever it thaws out again, then it's going to, you know, fuck with humanity then, too. So we have to make sure that we get rid of it. So they just light the whole place on fire and they are just like running down the hallways, just tossing dynamite just in every room. Yep. Just like mm -hmm. this is and Kurt Russell is living for this. He's like He's, he did a little somersault, which was so cute and unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I love it. It was. Yeah, it was very cute. Yeah. Um, and then and then it just kind of ends and you think you assume they got it all, but they don't know. And it just ends with like Kurt Russell and Keith David being like shooting the shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then being basically, yeah, I love this ending. So they're like Keith David's like when the fire dies down, like it's going to be like negative 100. We're going to we're we're dead. Yeah. And he's like. He's and then they kind of have a conversation. It's like, oh, well, one of us could be infected, but they're like, we're exhausted. Like, what are we going to do if someone yeah. if one of us is infected at this point? And they're just like, yeah, time to die. Yeah. Which I love as an ending. I'm like, great. 
Good. Yeah. Good. Bleak ending, definitely bleak ending, which is great. I love that from a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I I crave that from a horror movie for it to mm-hmm. just like it to leave you just feeling really uncomfortable and yucky. Um, they didn't pull nobody. There wasn't like a car that drove up that was like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, there was no, there were no funny gags that they pulled. There, at the was, end. there wasn't a lot of funny gags besides the goof of biting the guys arms off um yeah there wasn't a lot of light-hearted gags um yeah. yeah a dark ending where really i mean in the end what they did was very you know selfless they didn't really have a choice but yeah right but they kind of pivot and we're like, we need to destroy this so it doesn't take over the world we need yeah to they they the are curve. heroes because they like they were given this situation and they mm-hmm. rose to it Yes. You know, so that's they why they're here. did heroes. not do it in the best, the best ways. There's a lot of notes, but... Um, yeah, we have a lot of notes. Um, yeah. But in the end, we hope that they, they destroyed the thing. It's not yes. 100% clear. No. But. And like they said, like, it, it could be one of them. We don't know. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's like a Nolan ending where mm-hmm. it just ends. And it's great. Um, the mm-hmm. music in this was really creepy and eerie and cool. And that's one of the things that in when uh, Tarantino made The Hateful Eight, he like used the soundtrack or I don't know if he got the composer to. And, you know, more is it Morricone is how we pronounce his name? He's very famous. Oh, OK. Uh, he did all the movies, the, the soundtrack for like Spaghetti Westerns. Okay. So that. That's him. Oh, nice. Oh, that's him. A big fan of his work. Yeah. Huh. Didn't even know. People will be mad at me if I don't say his name right. Is it Ennio Morricone? I'm saying it the Italian way. Yeah. Morricone? We don't know. We don't know. But yeah, he did the soundtrack for this, which is great. Amazing. Yeah. This is a Western, I guess. Ooh, could we argue that? Why is it Cowboy Western? hat. <laughs> Cowboy Wilford hat, Brimley. that's why. Oh, Wilford Brimley. A uh, bunch of dudes. Yeah. Bunch of dudes. Um, at, they're, they're out sort of away from civilization, out in yes. the Wild West of Antarctica. Yep. Um, living with a, yeah, in a very unforgiving terrain mm-hmm. um, that is harsh. And if you get stuck out in it, you could die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. Flamethrowers. Flame, oh, classic Western <laughs> weapon. Um, yeah, I think like this, the the Petri dish scene of just like him it was like a, like a standoff sort of. It like was him f- it was a standoff for sure. Yeah, yeah. For, for forcing everybody to do this and like who's gonna who's gonna show their cards first, um, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that that reading of it. And so then, yeah, it would make sense that he gets this composer. And then the Hateful Eight. That's a western, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, sorry to keep. I know you don't want to no, think no, about no. it. It's it's definitely <laughs> it's no, it's not something that I would not on my own draw that comparison but it's about a bunch of people who are who get snowed into a cabin and um they're not who they say they are okay um it's just it's slow it's it's just 
it's not it's not a great movie in yeah. my opinion it's um, a very um twilight zone concept too there's like countless episodes mm-hmm. i could point to that like that are like this yeah. um where it's you don't know which one's the alien there's a fun one where it ends up being like the guy at the diner and he like lifts mm-hmm. up his his like 1950s diner hat thing and there's like a third eye on his forehead yes. oh um, my god and kurt russell's in the hateful eight yeah yeah <laughs> i'm just yeah, put, I'm putting that together yeah i i wouldn't have made the comparison probably even if i had seen the hateful eight i don't think mm-hmm. i would have made that i it's just all over the wikipedia pages like tarantino fucking loved <laughs> loves the thing and just wanted to do his own version of the thing i guess yeah. um the way you described it make it makes it sound cool i'll do a, i'll do a wikipedia plot summary of that tonight. yeah that's the right thing it's not it's more it's very agatha christie um mm-hmm. but i think it was just at a point where i was just like you know we can't we can't keep letting tarantino get away with this yeah um it's a agree- it's egregious really. it's agree it's egregious uh but yeah, I wouldn't have made that connection, but it it, it does fit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Keanu, how do we know that that's you? Keanu, how you had how, how can we trust you? You don't you don't have any holes? Nope. Keanu, like okay, don't get mad at us. All right, close close your mouth, your your stomach mouth and just just sit down with us. Jeez, it's fine. Yeah, it's not just, that serious. You don't need to slobber from your stomach mouth all over everything. Like it's <laughs> really you need you can calm down, buddy. So this movie really does argue that the belly button is a, is a hole. Yeah. The whole stomach is a hole. It's it a mouth, baby. I mean, it's yeah, the movie's nonstop holes. Um mm-hmm. the thing is just going to be constantly ripping open new holes and they're like they are truly vag- vaginas with teeth, whatever that movie mm-hmm. is. Maybe that was inspired Vagina by the Vagina Dentata. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... That's a great movie. I've I, That was, like, one of my favorite movies as a kid. Wait, and I was like... Really? The movie it, Teeth? What's, yeah. Yeah, what's good about it? Or, I don't know. I, it, that's mean. I don't mean to... Um, I, li- I liked watching shocking horror movies. I don't know if it was okay. my favorite movie, but I was like, this is a fun movie. Yeah, um, in the same way that I I liked watching um, Drag Me to Hell because like yeah, it's so yeah, yeah. campy and like yeah, but it's actually campy. actually scary at points. It's yeah. campy. It's weird. Um, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, so it's just a bunch of vagina dentatas just like constantly popping open on the thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so just holes in. What other holes are there in this movie? The barrel of a flamethrower is a good hole. Mm-hmm. Then there's, you know, they're everywhere. Yeah. Um. The hole in the ground where the, the hole so in the ground. When the thing, this is what, it has a spaceship. Yeah. I. What does it look like in the spaceship? Yeah. I would. Yeah, I would think it would arrive in like an alien style pod type of right. thing, but it's just like a machine with yeah. I assume levers and buttons and <laughs> I like it's just straight up looks like a Star Trek spaceship. Yeah. Um you're right that they don't go inside. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe inside it's just a bunch of goo and it's like where the where the Urukai are made. Mm-hmm. Um but from the outside it's like 
It's just a spaceship. Something mm-hmm. it's driving a space. It, it arrived. It crash landed in a spaceship. That's the funny part. To yeah. Me. Um. Why did it do that? We, we don't, don't know. We don't get to know. <laughs> we don't get to know. Yeah. Why did it cr- like? Why did it crash? Why didn't it land nicely? Um. Because again, it's a spaceship. <laughs> like they need to use it again. Right. I think it maybe crashed by accident. Oh, okay. I just yeah. wondered, did we did we get that or from anywhere? Or was it a planned invasion? I don't know. I don't know. That first shot, just, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. It was kind attention. of like the blob. The didn't the blob, blob crash? Well, it was on a meteor. Yeah. See, that's yeah. what I was, I would expect it to arrive on like, yeah, just a rock. It's just like a pod on a rock or something. But no, it straight up arrived in a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Superman. Exactly. Yeah. This is just a Superman story. Superman story again I keep thinking like from the perspective of the of the thing it it is a super you know this is like a horror movie because of how they react to somebody just trying to be like I just want to be with you guys I just want to be all up in your guys business and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then they just and it's like what are you doing why are you reacting so violently you think I bet, Caitlin, if anyone could make friends with the thing, you could make friends with the thing. You'd be like, oh, yeah. let's work together, brother. Let's do this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would handle that situation very well. I would not be a Kurt Russell and fuck you it all You wouldn't up. need a flamethrower. No, you wouldn't need an algorithm. Hat. Yeah. <laughs> I could have a regular size hat and take care of the situation <laughs> better than Kurt Russell did. Kurt Russell's big hat. His big hat. I uh, I love it. It's the star of the movie. It really, it really takes is. over. It really takes over the movie, the thing style. Um, just it's really... such a bold choice. Yeah. All right, Caitlin. Yes. To prove that you're you, and not the thing. Mm-hmm. Tell me how wet this movie was. And I have empathy and social skills, people tell me. <laughs> and so I'll be so able to tell if it's you or not. We won't need Petri dishes and a hot wire. No. We won't need that. No. Um, okay. So, yeah, my verdict for this movie is then this is like the style that this little jingle is in is a tribute to the genre technically that this is from and um and yeah the life and work of wilford brimley um, <laughs> as oh as boy. a rancher um, okay and he so it's just a big old dripper pile of maraschino cherries in the biggest hat that you've ever seen <laughs> so yeah that's what yeah. this movie it's literally it's this maraschino movie can be summed up in an image of that of Kurt Russell's big hat with a pile of maraschino cherries in it and I and people would be like oh that's a screenshot of the thing <laughs> yeah by the way yeah if you go to a bar and someone's wearing a hat Kurt Russell's hat from the thing <laughs> you go home with them yeah you go home with not them. a question <laughs> yeah yeah um, I'm so yeah, people yeah. know that yeah people know that no the yeah. you can't the you can't deny it. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. How, so yeah, Sophie. Um, yeah, in a very uh, scientific fashion, similar to the work that Wilford Brimley did in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Please mm-hmm. analyze how wet this movie is. 
Yeah, so I plugged in the variables into yeah. <laughs> into the program, and uh, the answer that the computer spat out at me um, using a cool animation was, um, this movie is as wet as Clint Eastwood buying a timeshare on Hoth, <laughs> dot, 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 the drama, with Stephen King's The Mist. Oh, the, yes. The creature from The Mist or The Mist itself Oh, is, yeah. is involved. I think you get one with the other. I think you it's, get one with other. They're yeah. they're a package deal. If yeah. uh, a sort of an unknowable encroaching monster that makes yep. people paranoid, a guy who's just people that are you can't not associate them with the western genre um if we're talking the movie just like a wet hottie a, a, a sweaty hottie um mr tom jane a bleak ending yeah yeah and you know it's on hoth you know you yeah. got to get inside a you got to get inside is it a llama they, that's what they called it in the, in the Empire Strikes Back. They were like, mm-hmm. we're not naming these creatures. They're <laughs> llama. Get in the llama, Luke. <laughs> if you Star Wars nerds try to tell me what those things were called. They're, they're tauntauns. Oh, they're tauntauns. They Fuck say it a bunch. They're llamas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, he gets in a tauntaun. It was a little sleeping bag. Clint Eastwood, yeah. It, you, again, I explain myself redundantly. Yeah. That's okay. You're a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and my works cited are um, just a bunch of just a bunch of black bile oozing out of oozing out of um, a, a dog's face that's been opened, like like a like a Stranger Things, like a Shy Halud, like a Stranger Things Demi Gorgon, the mouth mm-hmm. of Shay Halud. Mm-hmm. That's my work cited. This episode is brought to you by Are you an Antarctic helicopter pilot or a scientist with a vague job in Antarctica or just a chef that likes to roller skate to Stevie Wonder? Are you worried about getting really cold in the arctic and the only way to keep yourself warm is by keeping your head as warm as possible specifically the air that is immediately above your head (laughs) well i present to you old sweet tennessee louis big old 80 gallon hats (laughs) you you might have seen them in the movie the thing or on Pharrell at the Grammys. But now you too can get one of the biggest hats you've ever seen in your life. I love you. (laughs) I'm getting more in touch with my emotions lately so I can defeat the thing. So I love you. I hope you're well. And especially if you're a man. (laughs) I love you, brother. And... Let's 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 all meet in that big old hat in the sky. <laughs> <laughs>